Many thanks for staying with us right here on Nigeria Info 95.1. Uh, this is Morning Crossfire with Family Live. And yes, the conversation extensively has been quite educative. And yes, really changing how things are. My guest uh, via telephone this morning is Professor Titus Ibikwe. He is a consultant, ENT surgeon, and public health professional. He's also the chairman of the Continuing Medical Education of Nigerian Medical Association and the HO. HOD of ENT Head and Neck University of Abuja. Good morning once again, Professor. Good morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for the great pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. So uh, let's move on to a little bit now. So we understand the stages, the infection, what the infection is, and the likes of it. Now, it's been interesting. You, you mentioned the fact that coronavirus had been around before, but this is a new stream, uh, new stream uh, in one way or the other. Let me ask you this, as simple as it may sound, everyone around is wondering what's the difference between vaccine and cure? Okay. Yeah. In the difference between vaccine and, and cure. cure. Because around the world has been talked about that there's no vaccine has been developed yet and well the cure for coronavirus as well is not there yet uh, what would be, yeah. what's the difference uh, between these two in terms of uh, with relation to this disease so that people can understand oh. if they exist or they they're still in the in the works yeah um vaccine as we know uh, is a immunization it is um trying to give some shots of either the antibodies or um, an alternated life form of a disease-causing organism introducing it into the body of individuals who are not infected. The whole idea is to help um, boost their immune system or prepare their immune system um, to be able to fight whenever they get exposed to this illness. Um, so that is, the vaccine is the, the shot or the vial or the injection that you give mm. to the individuals, various individuals, which will give them some level of protection against um, this infection. And um, because whenever the system gets exposed to any organism and the body is able to conquer, the system is able to elaborate antibodies and some level of immunity, um, which will easily recognize this organism when it is exposed to in the future and instantly destroy it. So uh, that is what uh, vaccine is all about. But when we talk about cure, cure is a treatment for somebody who is already infected. All right? Yes, somebody sir. Who, has, who has not been vaccinated, who doesn't have uh, this immunity against, but is infected and is down with the disease. So the drug 
whether it is topless or injectable or in any form, uh, you give to this individual in the appropriate dose and the appropriate duration that has the ability of destroying the organisms within the system of such an individual and giving the body room for healing and um, uh, effective recovery from the infection. Mm. So that's the difference between talking of a cure, which is treatment, and um, talking of um, vaccine, which has to do with immunization and building up of the immune status of individuals against uncertainty. Okay, sir. I, I do know that globally there's been the talk about chloroquine, uh, well, chloroquine and having an additive to uh, well, chloroquine in one way or the other for treatment. But that's a whole new conversation. It's right. I'm afraid that there are fake chloroquines in Nigeria that's being manufactured and being used at this time. But um, globally, it is believed that there have been about 70. I'm following what the John Hopkins uh, University of Medicine did release. I was reading through their report uh, about the coronavirus. They have a visualizer that talks about the deaths, uh, the cases, the locations, and much more. Uh, 74,000 deaths globally, uh, 74,816 precisely deaths globally. And yes, um, total recovered 284,802. Uh, there's been recovery of over 77,000 in China, Spain with 40,000, Germany with 36,000. And those numbers uh, appear to go on and on. And in some weeks, it appears sometimes some people, some countries have recovery, some people have, some, some countries have death. In Nigeria, it appears the number the, the numbers indicate that we may be having an excellent uh, recovery pattern if one can almost confidently boast of uh, to say oh with uh, the number of deaths so far in Nigeria which is just about five and total confirmed cases of two thirty eight at least that's according to the official records. Sir, let me ask you this: the recovery process in Nigeria, what is being administered that made it so far so good? appear excellent uh, that we have this covered to an extent? Oh, Femi, thank you very much once again. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think Nigeria so far has been an excellent story, a story to share about. Um, this could be collaborated by the recognition of the World Health Organization uh, just two days ago. Uh, the, the director made some statements referring to Nigeria as um, a good uh, example to the entire world to emulate. Um, but I think it's too early for us to beat our chest. Mm. Um, it's a wake-up call. We shouldn't go to sleep. So whatever thing we're doing, we should do better. Um, there still, it's still too early to judge uh, because... Um, our cause has not come to its peak, and it has not flattened. So um, let's watch and see. But looking at the preliminary report of what we have so far, I tend to agree with you that it appears we are doing very well. Um, because uh, as we know, Documented worldwide is that the expected mortality um, should be between 3 to 5 percent, which means 3 to 5 
per hundred cases. That is expectation. Mm. But now, if you project this, you see that we have done more than eight seven people. You'll be talking of like roughly um, one set or two per hundred, approximately. Um, and all these people are actually people that have uh, serious underlying illness uh, before um, contracting the disease. The second part of your question, what are we doing that is very special in the country? I wouldn't say there's anything I think we're doing that is extraordinary from what the rest of the world is doing. Um, however, the some inherent factor that nobody can define right now, there are a lot of speculations out there. The important thing is trying to build up the immune status to support individuals who have already contracted this disease and show that they feed well, good balanced diet, they have all the micronutrients that is needed to assist the system in building up its immunity um, to equally ensure that you treat symptomatically any problem that crops up, that you handle that appropriately, you know, and hydrate these individuals very well. Let them have very good rest. And those that need uh, oxygen supplementation to receive that, once that is done, um, you are creating room, and that's a new for the immune status to build up very well and be able to fight back and win the war. Mm. And once the war is won, the stream of virus in the system is completely cleared. And you start talking of individuals testing negative. And uh, that is when you say that a person is healed. Um, the other drugs um, that have been making rounds, like uh, hydrochloroquine, azithromycin, zinc, etc., well, I will say that um, they have shown some good um, signs for us to believe that there are prospects in them. But again, it is uh, highly anecdotal at this stage because there are processes, there are scientific processes that um, uh, a drug trial must pass through uh, before it is certified fit and due. Um, for management of treatment or treatment of uh, a particular uh, illness. Another factor that individuals are looking up to is, okay, looking at the nature of our country, taking into cognizance that um, a typical Nigerian sub-Saharan um, uh, uh, populace, um, that we are naturally exposed to a lot of infections right here. So malaria is here on one hand. Uh, we are battling with uh, Lassa fever. We are battling with endless bacteria and viral infections. But our body could have accumulated a lot of uh, immunities for different types of um, uh, infections and illnesses in the past. And who knows? Uh, there could be a cross immunity of a sort 
from all these accumulated viruses that will have some resemblance with the current one. So if this is true, then that means it is possible that individuals down here would have had some level of innate immunity even before contracting this illness. Uh, but as I said, all these are still speculative. And um, out there, there's also um, this uh, theory that has also been put across that it appears those countries that have BCG, that is immunization against the tuberculosis, uh, as part of their uh, uh, policy over years, that it appears the level of devastation uh, this illness is not as serious as it is seen in uh, these class countries that have either not commenced BCG or that uh, abolished this from years back. And we know that uh, this part of the world, BCG is still part of our routine immunization. Mm. So, frankly, these are areas that are worthy of looking into. But I said it is still too early to. Yeah. I encourage each and every one of us to play our role, the populace, the government, NCDC, and indeed all of us in doing what we are supposed to do to ensure that um, this is brought to the direct minimum. I agree with you because uh, I was looking at the story from it, uh, from Time Magazine about Shenzhen uh, in China where they said uh, the cases of lingering infection. People who had COVID-19 who had tested positive, went through treatment and were discharged, but then uh, still had that underlying sickness uh, turned out positive yet again, either because of medication that they stopped taking and the likes of that. And that's a whole new concern as well, even for us in Nigeria. Uh, the issue of um, discharging patients and then monitoring the progress of the patients. Uh, what's your take on that? Can you say that again? Just okay. Yeah, in, in China, there's been, yeah. they talk about lingering infection, which is the fact that uh, the person is not reinfected. However, uh, the lingering infection is that they end up having been discharged from hospital, they are at home, and the likes of that. Uh, they, after some time, they start to show those symptoms again uh, because they have the infection is still within their system. Their viral load is still there, you know, and um, it, it troubles one because I was also concerned about the spate of the discharge uh, we are having in Nigeria. The number of cases we are discharging within a short period of time. W what's your take on that? Okay, I, I just to I just to correct me now. You know, um, as, as I said earlier, this is a new virus, and um, if we don't, uh, we should not forget that um, it is just let's uh, say a little over three months old. Remember, that it was the end of December that uh, this comes to the scientific world uh, from Wuhan, China. Mm. So a lot of studies are still on um, towards learning the characteristics and features of this uh, virus. Um, naturally, in most cases, we know that uh, most infections, uh, once you acquire good level of immunity, um, a reinfection immediately is not is usually, um, I'll, I'll say, is, is usually an odd. Mm. Um, it's not the norm. Uh, but again, um, individuals and their levels of 
community are so much stories to tell. So it is possible that it's not even the residual that these individuals went home with that they are representing back with. Uh, there are possibilities here. One is a possibility of reinfection. Mm. Uh, if an individual is reinfected and the immune status of this individual is extremely weak to fight back, it is possible that they can still represent, but it's a milder form of the disease. Okay. That is one. Then two, if, uh, for instance, an individual tests negative and um, within a short time retested positive, uh, we can also start thinking, is it possible that it was a false negative report that this individual had? Mm. Because we are human beings, we can make mistakes even though in the laboratory. False negative means that this negative is not so negative before the individual was discharged home uh, that there's still some level of this uh, organism circulating within the system which was not detected. So these are the areas to look into. But uh, it's an exception rather than the rule. Um, if you have source, it will be very, very significant percentage that will represent to the same illness. All right, sir. Uh, before I allow you go this morning, I know today is World Health Day. Uh, support nurses and midwives. Uh, what what would you like to say? Yeah, the, the nurses and midwives, uh, they are fantastic. They are fantastic uh, partners in progress in the way you talk of health workers. You know, the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacists, you know, indeed, everybody in the field should be celebrated because these are special people, these are frontline fighters, people who at any point in time lay down their lives to save those of others. And this is why we are putting across this clarion call, not only to our dear country, but to the world at large. So there is need, very urgent need, you know, to um, ensure the lives of these health workers. Remember, there's lockdown, everybody is right now at home, but these frontline workers, they're out there battling in the field. So the least is that their lives should be short. Minimum is that they should be given all the necessary equipment to be well protected. Minimum requirement is also that reasonable allowances should be paid to them, at least to, 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 to give succor to them and their family. You know, the so-called hazard allowance of 5,000 naira that is making around everywhere, it is ridiculous to say about the least. Mm. A hazard allowance should be a key percentage part of the salary. You know, you, you tie a percentage of the, the salary earned by an individual to that. That is apart from the uh, uh, life insurance that should be given to these individuals. I think that's the minimum we should do to support our health workers. To give them that sense of belonging so that they will keep on battling this fight. This is for the government of each and every one of us. I have to say a big thank you to you now, Professor Titus Ibikwe, for joining in on the show this morning. We've learned so much 
so much is the word I'd like to use uh, from you this morning. You, It's been splendid listening to you uh, this very morning and uh, your contribution, I will tell you, a lot of people have lent. I'm, I'm seeing messages I, I did get here and now uh, where people are saying to me, wow, so much so it's good to understand how this um, virus uh, no, pretty much gets um, into people's body and how things uh, can be done differently. Well, just for those who joined us halfway in, Professor Titus Ibikwe is a consultant, ENT surgeon, and public health professional. He's also the chairman of Continuing Medical Education of Nigeria Medical Association at the head of the department of ENT Head and Neck in University of Abuja. Thank you so much, sir, once again. Thank you very much, Penny. The, the knowledge came from God, and we're happy to give back to his creation. I'll answer you at any time. Thank you so Thank much, you. sir. Thank you, sir.